Hello, good people, and welcome to the Brunswick Beer Collective. This is uh, the well. This is a part of our um, uh, USA season, and this episode is devoted to Alabama, uh, specifically Birmingham, Alabama, or Birmingham if you say it like you would say it in the UK, um, and if you're a northerner. I'm Chris Shorten. With me is Jeffrey Chi. Hello. With me is Paul Christoph. Howdy. So. We, okay, so we, uh, obviously last episode was in Georgia, and Georgia, um, uh, they're both, they're both cool states, but the one thing that com- uh, connects and connects the two is a particular deep dish pizza, and we say this specifically because, um, last episode we promised you a story about a deep dish pizza, specifically one that, uh, Paul, do you want to fill in a few gaps here? Oh, there are so many gaps. <laughs> so we were quite, it was quite late at night. We had been drinking. Yeah. For a while. Which is rare for us, because we're normally teetotal. So we're actually, we're at um, the Tap on Ponce. And as I mentioned in the last episode, there is a lot of food there. But we were kind of like, meh, meh. And I don't know how we got to the stage where we decided we wanted pizza, and then we realised there was a deep, we, I think I was craving deep dish, and then I think we all decided that deep dish was a good idea, or someone mentioned mm. deep dish. Well, I don't, I don't, I, I dispute that. I don't think mm. we knew it was no, full on no, deep we dish didn't, we because didn't. we ordered too many, basically, on the basis yeah. that these are going to be normal mm. pizzas, and yeah. we didn't even tweak when it was I, like forty dollars a pizza. Right. That this would be that there must be something right. different I, going on with this pizza. So I, yeah. I, I think yeah. we chose it because it was over the basically just like five minutes walk from the house. It was very close. It was very that's and it right. Rated relatively highly. Yeah. On Google or Menu Log or whatever it was we were using. Yeah. And um, yeah, so we ordered this pizza and we were very. Yep, yeah, we ordered this. This is the delivery time, so we leave here now. Walk back, pour our beers, and the pizza should arrive within like ten minutes of that. All very well planned. That is not what happened. No. That is not what... So I think that's that's when we had the Natty Light, wasn't it? Yes. Yes, I think it was. So we started with the Natty yep. Light and then moved on to other beers. Mm-hmm. We, we, had, uh, we had some of the Torch Shop stuff. Yep. The four pack from episode one. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. had some more of that, um, the beers, pretty much the, mm-hmm. both the beers we tried in episode two of the beers. One of the beers. The Citrus, um, the Modern Times we had. We went into Barra Beer. But, um, so the beers were flowing, but the, uh, the pizza was not... No, no. So then, um, my friend Paul, who I'm sure will be listening to this episode, because um, he's the one that did the order, because he lives in um, Chicago, so he's got all the US apps Contacts. going on. Contacts them on the app, and then he calls the mm. restaurant, and everyone's trying to pass the buck, and we're just like, just we, we, we just want our we just want to know when our pizza's going to arrive. Like right. that's all. And yeah, long story short, the pizza did arrive, and I think it must have been about an hour and a half yeah, it was after a we'd time. ordered it, or after it was supposed to arrive. And yeah, I mean, we we chowed down, and we got we got garlic bread as well. Yeah. So anyway, the pizza came, and it, it was very delicious. But um, it, we had overordered because it was proper Chicago deep dish, deep dish style pizza. So yeah, long story short, even after having breakfast pizza the next day, we still had an entire pizza. And we're like, well, this is good food. Like, we and can't, I can't look at deep dish pizza. We can't let this go to waste. So we um, departed for departed um, Atlanta for Birmingham, Alabama that, that next day. And um, the, the pizza, the deep dish came with us. It had its own ticket. It had its own seat. Um, yep, it was. It had been sitting outside <laughs> of uh, the fridge for... for Quite a long amount of time, but 
<laughs> but, you know, ever there for should we need a slice of deep dish pizza? Which, which luckily none of us did, no. actually. In retrospect... Mm. Well, we had to throw it away at the bin outside of Birmingham train station. It was very sad because it had become part of the uh, travel family. It was, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was part of the group at this point. Yeah, yeah it, that's it, right. It, it was already on all the group, group message feeds. It, um, it listened to the guy who may or may not have worked for the, uh, the, the yeah. railways. <laughs> so the train from Atlanta to Birmingham was delayed by about an hour but there was this guy who was setting up all this um, artwork, that he, his own artwork, and then he started chatting to everyone waiting in the train station. So it was a weird train station. So you've got the main Atlanta train station, which is all big and I assume it's quite nice and everything. Mm-hmm. Might not be that nice, US infrastructure, but anyway, it's the main one. And then there's this secondary train station, which I think this and like one other train, I think that's like no, two. No, just lines. this. Just that. Just the so this, um, Amtrak line this for in, Crescent. This entire yeah station exists about ten minute drive from the main um, station. It, it it seemed like it seemed like um like an entire journey to get to. Yeah, and like you drive past on the street, you're like that. Mm. That is just a regular like old building. Mm. It's like no, that's actually a train station, mm. and it's small. It's like mm. one room, one little room. So this guy, he starts talking to us about trains and his life and how he loves trains, and he was very lovely, very nice guy. And then he made sure we all had um like luggage tags mm-hmm. and yeah, which I'm just, I, I wasn't sure whether we really needed luggage tags or whether because um, we'd not was, need them for yeah. any other train uh, or whether it was more just to you know keep us busy. What was his job? It was like the like one of like you know like, two licensed you know um, train artists or yeah, something like that yeah. in the country. So always artwork was like mm. you know trains going like mm. past countryside and stuff and very yeah. nice artwork. Yeah, they all uh, the countryside looked quite good. If you got rid of the trains, it would look probably um, yeah, it would look amazing as well. But yeah, we by the end of it, we, were, we still weren't one hundred percent convinced that he actually did work for the train company. Mm. Oh, maybe he was just an apparition in our minds. Yeah, like, maybe, maybe he wasn't there at all. Maybe the maybe the pizza mm. summoned him. Exactly. <laughs> um, however, the pizza did not require a luggage tag. Pizza did not require its own luggage mm. tag. Um, however. Um, uh, we, we say this as a, uh, as like a, um, a step towards Atlanta. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, towards, um, Birmingham. Yeah. So we did notice the beer selection had changed. So Dogfish mm-hmm. was no longer on the menu. The craft beer of choice was Stone. Stone. Mm. Yeah. IPA. Stone IPA. Mm. Stone IPA. That was what we enjoyed. Right. Uh, and of course. And but of they course. ran out very quickly. Yeah. They, so we right. only got one each and then that already sold out. Yeah. Of course, the super most important thing about any Amtrak train trip is to get the Hebrew uh, hot dogs, all beef hot dogs. They're awesome. Also microwavable and probably not something you'd ever want to have outside of that train. Mm. Sure. Yeah, I got uh, the buffalo chicken roll. It was it was not awesome. And it wasn't bad. Like It, it, it did the, the job of sustaining me. I mean... If the, if the pizza was in better condition, I would have preferred to have eaten the pizza. <laughs> but at this point, the pizza was sort of, you'd open the box and it was waving back at you. Yeah. Um, should have had breakfast pizza. That's what I did. I, I should planned, have had breakfast yeah, pizza. I'm going to barbell this and a breakfast pizza and I'm just going to hold out until we, get to, uh, until we get to the other end. So let's talk about the other end. Because the one observation that, Jeff, I think you made was that um, between our Airbnb and... In Atlanta, sorry, in um, uh, Alabama, in Birmingham, and 
the train station, there were eight breweries. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Like we just just yeah, we did the thing that you mm. said that we do, which is mm. to Google um, breweries in the area, and they were just like just dotted all down that street. It was insane. So according to our Uber driver, which um, we had a different one to you guys, um, so I'm also eating a lolly snake while I'm saying this. Um, so according to our Uber driver, basically for years that they weren't allowed to they weren't allowed to get a license for to um, start breweries. And then the laws changed and suddenly like, you know, you know, five of them popped up within the first year. And that was just like, now it's normal in um, mm. Birmingham. Well, basically, yeah, home brewing was illegal for a while. So you could make beer, but you could only make beer like at, you know, at scale and blah, blah. Mm. So like, you know, like most, well, not most, like there'd be a number of craft brewers who start out home brewing, you know. So yeah, without that sort of background, that, without that sort of practice zone, you kind of don't end up. Mm. making beer because you just kind of go yeah this is yeah yeah what was the story like people had to basically would get in like drive and one mate would drive and they'd go to Georgia yeah that's right the border mm. and buy their beer and then like smuggle it back in and it was really and you also couldn't brew beer that was more than 6% alcohol yeah. or something like that there was some upper cap on the ABV as well it was yeah yeah and now I'm, I'm doing the didn't listen to much of what was just said over the past two minutes like it was relatively recent like this only changed in like yeah last like, 10 years yeah Really recently, it's surprising. There's weird little things you mm. learn when you travel to, I guess, parts of the states that most Australians mm. don't. I certainly don't know anyone that's been to Alabama. Yeah, no. uh, to the point where whenever we I did meet James Crawford once, the Alabama Slammer. I mean, he's obviously from Alabama. I have no idea who that is. Perth Wildcats star, one of the best basketball NBA L players of the 1990s. You still lost me. Um... <laughs> Um, okay, so um, we went to, I don't know, I think our first brewery there was Cahaba. Cahaba, yes. Yeah. Um, that was a cool space. What, uh, if only because of the um, uh, the amazing but um, um, weird way you got a taste and paddle. Oh, yeah, and also the fact that they didn't have any brewing equipment. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so picture this, so there's four of us. So we're all sitting on this table and Chris is sitting back to the um, half of the half of this entire warehouse. That's the venue has these water floor <laughs> glass panels showing this amazing, huge brewing system. So Chris with his back to us saying, oh, it's a cool space, but they don't have any brewing equipment here. Like, How do they do it? <laughs> it's like, dude, turn around. It's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'd forgotten all about that. Yeah, and, that's and, right. And here I was on my high horse about the tasting paddle. And then, like, <laughs> and then, like, we each randomly either did or did not have to leave a deposit for the tasting yeah. paddle. Oh, yeah. So they've obviously had a lot of people. Not like, obviously, they yeah. had a lot of people stealing their paddles because their paddles mm. were what hand wood. Yeah, they carved, like they're wood carved in, in the, the shape, shape of Alabama. Of, yeah, that's really, really nice. Which, um, for people um, listening, the shape of Alabama is essentially imagine a don't mention fetus. Don't mention fetus. Imagine a double bed um, with um, uh, one person's legs hanging at the bottom. Yeah, it does look like little feet. Mm, mm. Mm. That is Alabama. Um, but people must keep stealing their damn tasting. So, yeah, if you got a tasting paddle, you had to put down, I think, a $10 mm. deposit. Mm. Or at least some of us did, because yeah. yeah. some of us didn't. It was it was very strange. Yeah. Very strange. And oddly, I feel like it kind of soured my experience of the place. Cool space. So they had a wedding there? Yeah. So another, <laughs> That's room, right. another room they had was like a function room. And then 
the, but the, they, they, they all came either. out to the bar and were like, damn, we're glad we didn't order like 10 minutes mm. later because yeah, the entire flooded. wedding party is now going to the bar. I mean, it would have been a cool wedding venue. Yeah. Um, it was enormous. And they showed Game of Thrones on um, like the big screen every week. That's right. Mm. They did. So after that, it was... Um, where did we end up? Was it Avondale Brewing Company? Was Avondale, that, it was yeah. directly Avondale. Because no, they had a sour room as well. Mm. But that was closed or it, no, moved, it, moved, it moved. It moved. So it wasn't city. where we thought it was going to be. Yeah. And then mm. yeah, then, then we, they had a pub as well that we went to, but they actually, they're a distillery as well. Yeah. So we went to the pub, which is like their distillery. And it's like, no, you want the brewery. It's behind. Mm. And the brewery was cool. Yeah. And that was kind of, I've not experienced that kind of vibe in... That was the, the first States time we before. had it in the States, yeah. It felt southern. Mm. Like it's oh. in indoor, indoor space, which is... Moondoggy, but not fine. too moondoggy. But then you go at the back and it's just this huge open-air area. It's like got... That, yeah, that mm. like a music stage. Music thing. stage. Yeah. I, I would say that the band that was playing basically reminded me of like Kings of Leon before they became famous. Like first, oh, yeah. first yeah. album, Kings of Leon. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's like little like independent like little stalls and things like mini market thing and families and like kids and stuff running around it was just a really cool vibe and like really it chilled was, and it was know. quite i think it was quite eye-opening in terms of what um i suppose what what things could be like like what like uh, what what other breweries could aspire to really and also what clearly what southern stuff um that's like the southern hospitality that's like the southern look it was just it was just nice yeah uh, yeah People actually seemed happy to be there. Um, and then, well, I uh, i mean, I had to leave after this one. But no, no, you came to the... Uh, the satellite. Yeah. The satellite over place. The, over the road. Where we were gaming. Um, yeah, that was like... playing Double Dragon or something? There was there was some what, Double what Dragon... Streets of, streets of Rage. Rage, that's mm, what we were playing. Streets of yes. Rage. What was that guy's name? The, the character? Axel. No, Axel, was, Axel. Yeah, yeah. Axel. That... Well, Streets of Rage was that like was that like a um, a poor man Street Fighter? Was that a whole it was Mega? Deal? It was C, so it was Mega Drive. It was oh, Mega Drive, but it also it was it was like side scroller. So oh, it okay. So okay. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't um, uh, yeah, sort of one to one beat em up. It was this, yeah, you just sort of beat up everybody. Uh, arcade ish, yeah, yes. arcade ish, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That was a very cool venue. It was, yeah. It was kind of like that. Uh, they had a band room, like the, yeah, band room, mm-hmm. and then they had like all these the massive shelf just full of. Like multiple shelves yeah. full of all these board games, then pretty much every little, uh, you know, uh, uh, a few arcade machines and every sort of console system that's existed ever, like <laughs> to play and really ever. cool craft beer. And supposedly we didn't go for coffee, but supposedly one of the best places for um, yeah, coffee. Yeah, I that's really right. wanted to try and get there for coffee, but they weren't, I think they weren't open when we wanted to get there because we we're over the Easter, there over the Easter long weekend. Yeah, well, I think Birmingham, it's very interesting. So, Avondale, which I mean is where all the stuff was, is kind of this cool, cool little neighborhood. And you've got you've got downtown Birmingham, then pretty much outside of it, it was just a shithole. Like, and this isn't us being like rude. You mm. talk to people from Birmingham, they're like, yeah, this was mostly a, a, a shithole. And then you've kind of got Avondale, and our Airbnb was just north of Avondale, and that's sort of now starting to become cool. So mm. there's always cool little bars and restaurants and little things happening, it's really becoming cleaned up. And then it's a little bit shitty between there and downtown, but it's all kind of merging and becoming like nice and stuff. And it was, yeah, it was, it was really interesting. So I said, 
town, I guess, as we've seen, I guess a lot of places probably in the south that have kind of had an industry. Birmingham, I mean, it was named after Birmingham in the UK because of its, um, I think, iron and steel mm. industries. So, What well, wasn't the story that um, they liked, uh, that they thought the town in the UK had like a, did, did a similar thing to what they did, so they named it the same yeah. thing? So, um, yeah, but it's interesting to see that clearly that's in a... Um, rejuvenation phase at the moment and it's yeah really really interesting really interesting place nice cool city really nice people too. and then and then you guys went to some sort of secret bar yeah so fancies on fancies on fifth was the yeah that was the, that was the restaurant i think that was the actual restaurant then the bar i think was called something else so it's this restaurant fancies on fifth really cool restaurant they kind of do pub pub grub but with you know a bit of southern flair Really good spirits, good craft beers. And in some I've not really encountered a, a restaurant before, more, more of a you know, pubish kind of restaurant, but tasting paddles. Yeah. So sitting at your table or ordering your food off a menu, this is primarily a food venue, and then you can get a tasting paddle of craft beers, which was really cool. How, how much deposit did you have to live doing? No deposit. When? Interest-free. Um, <laughs> but yeah, then... Um, then yes, there was this bar, which I can't remember. You kind of have to look up the password on the internet and go outside and up some stairs. Yeah, the side yeah, yeah that's right. Like through a TARDIS or something. There's a door and you mention the password. And yeah, it's this cool little speakeasy yeah. bar, which we um, we did not drink uh, beer there. We went for cocktails because they had some very good cocktails. Excellent. Look, there are more breweries, but why don't we um, um, come back to them after the break? And we are back and we're on to our, well, we're on to our first beer. But before we get to that, let's talk about how we actually got to this point. Yeah, so we um, started the day with barbecue. As you should. So as you good. So there's this place called Rodney Scott's. This guy, he's pretty famous. He's won like James Beard Award and he's been on like, he was on Bourdain years ago. and Poor Bourdain. Yeah, yeah. Year since he died um, mm. last this week. Um. Anyway, this guy's from South Carolina. So he's got a restaurant in Charleston, which closes surprisingly early most nights. So we didn't get a chance to go there. But as chance would have it, he recently opened a second venue in Birmingham. So, um, Which I, can, I think blew us all away, really. Yeah, so this guy has been... Learned, learned, learned the tricks of the trade from his dad. Has been smoking whole hogs since he was five years old. So knows what he's doing. And um, yes, the barbecue was awesome. If you're in Charleston or Birmingham, definitely eat at Rodney Scott's. Um, they also had beer there. They did have beer there. I had a Rebellion from Yellowhammer Brewing. And they had, um, they had a few. They, it was a bit unusual away. Like we kind of saw the beer list and the beer list didn't have the cans on it. Mm. So we had to choose from what was on tap. And then that turns out they had cans, but... Yeah, so like forthcoming and telling you that they were cans. That was a bit weird. Yeah, so yeah, so I had I had a can of the um the Good People IPA. Um, that was I believe there. the first brewery that started the first craft brewery when those yeah. silly laws we were talking about I think got so. repealed. That's right. Which we didn't actually get to good good people in the end. No, because it was was it Easter Sunday? Uh yeah, I think yeah, it was, it was Easter Sunday. It yeah. was Easter Sunday. Yeah. So yeah. 
yeah, we expected a few things would be closed, and they were. Um, unfortunately, good people's won them. So we walked past it, I think. But, um, yeah, I didn't get a chance to get there. So there's a bit of aimless wandering around. Mm. A lot of aimless. We tried to go to the Schloss. Schloss. Uh, the Schloss Museum, which was... like was... this old um, iron furnace, really wicked-looking industrial, and I mean wicked and cool and wicked as in evil. Mm. It, very, impo- <laughs> very imposing kind of a furnace and in really industrial thing but I've turned it into kind of a museum and thingy but unfortunately also closed on Good Sunday Easter Sunday sorry I watch Good Sunday go over that <laughs> but um, one place that was not closed was Trim Tab Brewing which t- which took a lot of walking around and I do recall that when that we saw that it was there and it was open there was just like this massive elation where you know uh, I, I think everyone had found the best day uh, best time of their entire day really because um, it was warm and we walked for a long time. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah, because I had been back at the Airbnb because I had mm. injured my foot. Yes, yeah, so you have so not been doing much yeah. walking. I've not been doing much walking. Then mm. I then I got yeah, you to the bullet. I got to the Sloss furnace. Then you guys are on like the other side of mm. like the highway, mm. not able to cross back over. To well, it's where very much a, yeah, was. very much a city that's designed around um, in the age of the vehicle. Yeah, mm. so you kind of like I am here. Spot A, I need to be in spot B, which I can physically see with my eyes, but the only way to walk there involves like half an hour of walking. Yes. Which is what we did. That. Um, Yeah. Though what we did find on that walk was um, Reese's eggs. It's like Cadbury cream eggs, but like Reese's caramel cup. Yes, at the the pharmacy. Yes. So good. Uh, Nice one. um, Look, it's a little victories in this world. Yeah. And also found a proxen. Which, uh, yeah, that's right. I have, your <laughs> foot was sore. Knee. My back was sore. There was a yeah, there was a lot of soreness. Look, n- n- never assume that travel is easy, people. Um, we do this for you. So when we got to Trim Tab, um, we found the beer that we're drinking right now, and that beer is it is the Imperial Euphoria now. And I think the best way it's a passion fruit and guava um, fruited Berliner Weiss. But the thing that um, I suppose sets, sets it apart is it is 8%, which I think is very similar to the Stone and Wood. Uh, what is it called? The, um, the Keen? No. Uh, the, the Killer Queen? Killer Queen. Queen. The Killer Queen, which is also like a high ABV Berlinovice, which I'm hoping that's going to be a thing from here on out. Berlinovice has been kind of like, you know, the little engine that could for a while now. Yeah. Um. What what are our at least second impressions on this one? I really like yeah, this the yeah. first time, and I really like it this time. Yeah, as well I, I, as yeah I gave it a four point five when I had it at the brewery, mm. Mm. and uh, yeah, my comment was fantastic! Exclamation mark! Just one, just one exclamation mark. Okay, I'm okay. I'm alright. Yeah. That really good beers though. Like, yeah, I was very oh, the, with the five when we were there. That was their, um, I believe, their imperial milk stout for their fifth birthday. Mm. Which was, we were tossing up between that and one of the other beers, and the guy's like, "Well, yeah, we brew this for our birthday, and if you don't have it now, it's it's there's not much left, and it will never be brewed again." So, we're like, okay, well, we're having that one. That that was the one that we all ran up to the um, bar for. Yeah, because then I came back and told you guys, like, yeah, the guy said there's literally only a couple, a couple pours left. Then you all got up and. <laughs> 
It was one of those ones where you they didn't do tasting paddles per se, but there was like a taster size, which mm. is actually another thing that's quite common in, in American craft yeah. breweries. Like you don't do a paddle, but you can get four ounce pour of yeah. every beer that exists. Yeah. So which is actually better because then you just get to choose. Because some places are like, oh, we do paddles, but you have to have these six beers. orange paddle or a special paddle. It's like, no, no, just let me choose what I want. Mm. Like if one if certain beers cost more, I'm, that's actually my favorite. So I know we're not talking about um Texas until um the next episode, but uh, actually, well, the episode after no, a few episodes, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, this there's this place um that I went to in Texas, and it was very simple. It's like, yep, you can get a four ounce pour of everything. It costs this much. If there is a red dot next to the beer name, it costs a dollar more. It's like yes, like very simple. So everything's available as a pour. Some more expensive beers are going to cost you more. Very easily identified by a dot or an asterisk or something. It's not a mind blowing proposition, but a lot of people don't. Do it. Yeah. Um, what are people saying about this beer? What yeah. are people saying about this beer? Mm. What are people saying? That is a good question. Uh, so JK at Fort Shustanak III, which I think is maybe just his house. Um, total tiki cocktail and a respectable level of booze, 4.25. Mm. It's interesting. Uh, Neil P at Taco Mac. Uh, where's my son? Question mark. Four out of five. It's like, <laughs> well, that's uh, it's interesting. I feel like this got really complicated. Oh, Taco really Max in Atlanta, and it's the place that um, Scarlett Johansson likes to go to for wings whenever she goes to Atlanta. I was going to say, well, I saw a few other well, people checking in beers at Taco Mac before. Yeah, we should have gone. And, of course, that makes sense because um, all the Marvel films, for the most part, are filmed in Atlanta, Georgia. Right, there you go. Um, oh, are they? Yeah. Well, probably not for much longer, given the whole... Um, abortion law stuff. Oh, yeah. That's horrible. Anyway. Um, Josh A at Jessica Taylor's lap. Um, lo- loads of guava and lilikoi. Hard to believe this is 8%. Very dangerous. Four stars. Mm, I agree with the very dangerous aspect. Yeah, an imperial, imperial, like I said, an imperial sour. It seems to be a... Well, n- clearly not a new style, but it seems to be becoming more common, a more commonly brewed style. Yeah, lots of check-ins at Taco Mac. Uh, Killin' S, I do not like him. He's not rated it, not said where he drunk it, and his comment is just basically visit my YouTube site to see what I thought about this beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, how's about... No. Mm. It's kind of diggish, man. Yeah. Uh, Sean M at Taco Mac, very fruity, tastes like a wine cooler. It's an interesting take on it. Mm-hmm. Well, when that, uh, because when um, we were there, of course, um, uh, my partner, she doesn't drink wine, uh, doesn't drink beer. And so, but they don't have wine there either. And so this was what they, uh, they were saying, well, no, have this because this is, this is what wine drinkers tend to like. And she did quite like this, even though it was packed full of gluten, which she couldn't actually have. They also had, did um, hard seltzers. Yes, mm. that's right. Alcoholic the rec water. Se- the rec water, alcoholic seltzers. Right. It's another thing that's common in the US, it's not common here, is like taking things that aren't normally alcoholic and making them like alcoholic. Mm. Uh, Ryan H. Um, doesn't say where he is, but he appears that he's at his house. Um, second one, just as good as the first. School is out, kiddos. Dad gets to sleep in. 4.25. <laughs> All right, give me one more. 
Um, Western S. He's just got the uh, thoughtful like hand on a chin emoji. Four point two five. I think that's a good way to sum it up. Yeah, I think so. Um, gentlemen, what do we think about this? Um, yeah, I'm sticking to my original four point five. This is possibly one of my favourite sours. It's all the fruits that it says it is. It's really well balanced. It's tropical. It's delicious. It's sweet but not too sweet sour but not too sour it's unbelievable that it's eight percent it's fantastic yeah i agree i'm definitely supportive of four and a half for this one it's it's awesome four and a half is a lot i'm gonna go and not that it matters in this scale but i'm gonna go 4.25 it is fucking awesome but i reserve four four and a half for even more than that but it is a beautiful beer so on that note we're gonna come back with one more Potentially beautiful beer. And we are onto our last beer. And our last beer is also from Trim Tab Brewery because we bought it on the way out. Um, this is a this is Language of Thunder 2017. It's an Imperial Stout Mocha. Uh, it is, according to a label, um, brewed with a blend of pure liquid cacao. And Colombian seeds from Seeds Coffee Co. I don't know who that is. I assume it's like a local coffee place. Uh, they have a cool little thing on the label that just has a um, a drop of water and it has create a world you love. I like that. So this is Trim Tab. It's, again, we like this place. Um, yeah, and I mean, as we alluded to in the previous episode, unlike a lot of places, you could buy um, a lot of individual beers Mm, Plus, by that stage, we'd realised that we were, um, our no more glass rule was really restricting us. And this imperial, uh, this language of thunder did sound quite delicious. So mm, we decided mm. to, uh, to help take the plunge. And it's quite a, um, it's quite a hefty bottle. Mm, hefty yeah. uh, glass there. It's, it's almost like it's designed to um, survive a full trip um, across the Pacific. Yeah, so it looks like language of thunder is a stout that they maybe do on a regular basis. And then there's sort of seasonal. Ones there's a cumulus, the mocha one, hazelnut cocoa, vanilla, maple blueberry, peppermint mocha. Yeah, very and nice. This is the yeah. So this is the yeah, like Chris said, the imperial stat mocha, and it looks like it's a riff on their twenty seventeen mm. language of thunder. First impressions, people. Mm, you can smell the the chocolate mm. straight up. It's yep. not too, it's not, yeah, it's, it's not, not thick, not like, thick a, like the other one that we had last week. Mm. But no, it's definitely, um, it, it's, it's not quite the soy sauce um, level of things. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I'm not detecting right. soy sauce in, in or um, dark cherry in that for that matter. Um, well, not yet. I mean, now that you've mentioned dark cherry, I'm certain we'll find it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> What's most important. And I don't think the, uh. I don't think the label said that when you read it out. It just said that it was seed, yeah, seed coffee. Do you know what the blend of a uh, coffee that seed used that was used that seed made that was used in this beer? Saint Owen. Iron Fist. Yes. <laughs> yes. Actually, no. That's terrible. I've seen that TV show. So, if you want to find, if you want to line your chi, um, this is the beer to drink. Um, I never ever want to think think about that TV show. I barely, uh, I never got to the end of that first season, and I'm a pretty like 
pretty big Marvel supporter. The worst thing about that show is that it sucked, but season two was definitely an improvement on season one. And the last few episodes of season two was probably the best the show had been. And the way they set it up for a third season, you were like, you know what? I never thought I'd say this, but I'm actually excited about season three. Because essentially they set it up in a really awesome way, got rid of a bunch of the baggage mm. that was holding it back and making it shit and were leading it into what many people who like Iron Fist consider to be the best Iron Fist storyline of the comic runs. And they're like, so now you cancel it. Wait, wait, wait. Um, I, I think you've, you've hit on one thing that I'm not certain actually exists. People who like Iron Fist. Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> anyway. I, I, I wonder if the people from Seed, Seed Brewing like Iron Fist or if this is some kind of sick in-joke. It's a myth, I tell you. It's a myth. Anyway, what are people saying about this beer? What are people saying about Iron Fist? Uh, you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Laura C at the Peach and the Pork Chop. Uh, no barrel aged, nice, all caps, needs a cookie, hashtag Ale Roswell, four stars. Oh, so that looks like that was an event because um, John H at the same venue was said from earlier at Ale Roswell. Uh, Taylor W, thick chocolate taste initially, little flavour afterwards. It's interesting. I like the use, of, the use of the word little. You don't really hear that in beer descriptions. Mm. Uh, so K- not brisk. Not mm, brisk. Definitely not brisk. KBS. Um, location un, unspecified, but purchased at the brewery. Finally getting around to Thor Ragnarok. This seems fitting. I like the coffee. This is the 2017. That's a pretty good um, association, really. Here's a new one for Jeff. Delayed check-in. Four stars. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Uh, uh, DCI. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder how that differs, like, from a late check-in. It's interesting. I mean, obviously... Not that different. Like they're conceptually the same. But would you? Is there a reason why you would call it mm. delayed rather than late? That that's that's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. He thinks mm-hmm. it makes him sound smarter by using a bigger word. Maybe it is. It is definitely a bigger word. That's for certain. Yeah. Uh, so John, approachable imperial with all the usual trappings. A lot of cocoa. I mean, a lot. Three point seven five out of five. Yeah. David B at Exhibit A. Open bracket L E. Close bracket. The best sort. Coffee. Mocha, decent, four stars. <laughs> ENT, 2017 release, much more subdued coffee than 2018 after aging, soft cocoa, smooth 9.7 ABV, bought at the brewery, but not sure where it was consumed. Eric, so Eric D and Jay Weaver have, um, have clearly done something to their beer or they've um, killed their... Killed their um, Kill their taste buds at Weaver's pregame pub in Cigar Lounge, which I guess is Jay Weaver's house. So Eric D said, uh, this was at least drinkable. Still thin, green pepper notes, but all round better than the original, 1.5. And Jay Weaver gave it 2.25. Good work, Jay. Um, smoke less cigars before drinking the beer, I say. But no. I, think, I think this is a beer that would actually go very well yeah. with a cigar. I think this is a good cigar would. beer. Yeah. We haven't had cigars in Good cigar beer. Here we go. Uh, Mike M, uh, 2017, calm, smooth, laid back flavors of light roastiness, mocha and chocolate give this an easy drinking presence. Big difference 2018 versus 2017, 4.25. I, 
I do love when um, flavors are personified. So you know now you've got the the flavor itself sitting on some sort of beach, yeah. right? and the drinking presence. Exactly, <laughs> it's like it, it's like a Pixar movie in the making. Um, give me one more, please. <laughs> Dave C. All Saints Espacopal Church Playground. Oh, <laughs> delicious! Except for the drinks. Age for about a year. Four stars. Purchased at Piggly Wiggly. We've seen other beers purchased yeah. at Piggly Wiggly before, haven't we? Because mm. that was that was at supermarket next to the... Uh, oh, of course. Um, that was the... That's yeah. where we saw it. Because M went nuts over it. It's like, <gasps> it's called Piggly Wiggly. Oh, and actually, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but did I not look that up and realise that was the first... One of the first, like, modern style, first self-service supermarkets in the States? I don't remember you telling us this, but I'm happy to admit. I'm sure. I'm sure I looked this up. I mean, I'm not going to Google myself to correct this, but <laughs> I'm quite sure that Piggly Wiggly was the first in the US to like start the concept of, oh, you don't, you know, ask the person, go and ask the person what you want. You go to the shelves and grab what you want and bring it to the register. Yeah, right. I think. Piggly Wiggly was the first in the US. It's also called Piggly Wiggly. And it's called which, Piggly Wiggly. Which pretty much sells everything. Oh, including fantastic craft beer, it turns out. So, what do we think then? I'm going to give it 3.75. I think it's, yeah, and it's really, you know, you get the full flavour when you smell it, but then as I drink it, it's just, yeah, I think it, I just find it a bit too thin for my liking as far as Imperial Snouts go. Um, but the flavors are great. I'm probably the same. Like, really, really nice flavor. Um, yeah, the cacao notes are like it tastes like it's got that dry, real cacao in it, which I like. But yeah, mm. it's surprisingly thin for an imperial stout. Like, I'm drinking this, and I'm thinking like, when you get those four and a half percent stouts that are yeah nice, and like, mm. oh yeah, this is good for a four and a half percent stout. It's not what I expect from an imperial. Yeah. So, and it's only 9.7. I mean, I know I say only, but um, if that you had like something of this nature, I think you'd expect it to be more like, you know, 11 or 12. Yeah. But it's, it's the thinness that, that brings it down for me. Um, yeah. Flavor-wise, like Jeff said, it's, it's bang on. I think, I think the dilemma of this beer is that it's, it calls itself a mocha, which is... Which is a cool description. Mochas are great. I think the dilemma is that mochas are meant to be smooth. They're not ha- meant to have that raw sort of um, cacao sort of, or um, like, well, basically that raw taste. No, I disagree. I don't think so. Every, whenever I've gone to like good coffee places and they're using like really good quality dark chocolate, you get that rawness. So I, I wholeheartedly disagree with you on that point. Right. Uh, uh, look, I don't disagree. You won't get that at Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. Um, I, to me, this is a 3.75. It's a nice idea. It's not as well executed as, say, like the limited edition um, Imperial Euphoria now. Oh, that's, that's, that's just a... That, that'd be his next level. Mm. Or beyond the next level. Well, it's not next level. I suppose the level <laughs> would be five. So it'd have to be a 5.25 to be next um, which would be challenging yeah greg if you ch- if you could change the scales please that would be awesome those we discussed in episode um one i believe it was um, mario is going to be rating beers at about 13 yeah. or 15.5 soon let <laughs> 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 us keep on going up so on that note uh i think we should finish up for this episode 
this has been our episode on the greatness of Alabama, um, specifically Birmingham. Uh, we have been the Brunswick no. Bay Collective. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, um, yeah, Alabama. It's so obviously the uh, you know the elephant in the room is the whole mm. abortion stuff and ultra conservatism, but. And we definitely encountered a lot of people when we were traveling in the States that were saying, oh, we're going to Birmingham, Alabama. We're like, why are you going to Alabama for? Like, you're on vacation. Why are you going to Alabama? <laughs> and I, I just want to say it was, um, look, I don't, without getting into politics or anything, um, we met, there's a lot of cool things to do. We met really lovely people, had a great time. And I would, like, I would happily go back to Birmingham again. And I highly recommend it to anyone who's looking for a place that's, not not a usual tourist destination. I think Birmingham is a great great city to visit. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, massive surprise on the um, the upside. Like, there's somewhere you know, yeah, worth going to. Yeah, I think it's a good example of uh, clearly Birmingham itself is quite a progressive city. Um, it probably doesn't support what its um, state legislature is actually doing. But it's yeah. Don't I guess don't let um. You know, just travel in general, people. Like don't, don't, don't let politics or stereotypes get in the way of um, exploring something because, you know, people are people and it's always mm. worth checking something out for yourself. You never know what you might find. I think that's good advice. Um, we are the Runs of Beer Collective. We're done for this week. Uh, we will be back next week uh, in, let's see, in New Orleans. New Orleans. Um, big easy. But until then, uh, I have been Chris Shorten. With me has been Paul Christoph. See you next time. With me has been Jeffrey Chi. See you next week. And we will talk to you all soon.